right, folks. Welcome back to the Boombasta cast with Alexander and myself. That's right. Us, us two male fuckers put us together. You got the Boombasta cast. And it's glorious. You know, we, 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 we jumped into this from the get-go, ladies and gentlemen. From the friggin' get-go. We're so, we're so get-goned up on this that uh, I left a record playing in the background. How horrifying is that? Pretty horrifying, if you ask me, but I'm back. So, yeah, you know, we wanted to pop in real quick before this got to be old news, you know what I mean, Um, and talk a little bit about a situation at hand, which popped up recently with uh, your boy Alec Baldwin, Alexander the Hawk over there. I know you guys used to do movies back in the day as well as... uh, Oh, yeah, yeah, me and and Alec, yeah, we, we were tight, man. We uh, we did um, like the shadow together and hunt for it October. You know we were tight, man. But that's old ancient history. <laughs> you guys used to both date Nicole Kidman. No, not Nicole Kidman. Who'd you guys both date? Uh, Kim Basinger, I think. Yeah, Kim Basinger. Yeah, yeah. We used to do double dates. You know. A part of the uh, the beginning of date, he uh, he was with Kim, and uh, the end of the date, I was with Kim. Is that how it works? Yeah, that's how it works. That's how I double date. All right. Well, fair enough. Fair enough. Well, well, we're, we're, this is going to be somewhat of a serious subject, so I guess we'll 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 tone it down a little bit. You know, uh-huh. uh, right off the bat, real quick, Halnia Hutchins, rest in peace. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, life was lost. Almost two, you know, for anybody that doesn't quite know what we're talking about, Alec Baldwin on the on the set of the upcoming film Rust, which I get a feeling this film will uh, no longer be seen. I get a feeling this this film will be one of those films uh, that gets locked away, and the next time you hear about this, will be in some big fucking conspiracy Hollywood book about movies that just went away because of bad circumstances. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, very crazy and horrifying ordeal. You know what I mean? There was a prop gun on set, and uh, I don't know exactly what was going on. Uh, I assume it was in between takes. Um, Baldwin was holding the gun. Uh, cinematographer, who's the, the unfortunate person who passed, and the director, I think, were behind the camera probably talking out a shot. Um, and uh, if it wasn't such a serious subject i probably would have put a joke in there when i said shot but you know unfortunately i don't know what baldwin was doing playing around the gun or what but he pulled the well, trigger uh, yeah. i mean i mean from what i i read i mean of course i was in there and of course i'm just getting things from different sources is that it was actually a rehearsal i think okay i think it was a rehearsal that that they were setting up a shot and they wanted, you know, how sometimes you're watching a movie and and someone's pointing a gun at the camera or near the right. camera to kind of give the illusion that you know you're part of the uh, the action. And it was like I said, a rehearsal, and he you know pulled the trigger, and there was a live round inside, which is kind of which is very stupid. You know what I mean? Even with even with the Brandon Lee situation, it wasn't a live round. It was shrapnel from the the, the blank. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I mean that's the thing that 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 I have to admit. There's that 
that adds a lot of questions because, I mean, we've all read. I mean, Brandon Lee is the bi- uh, biggest uh, example, but there's a lot of where you have someone who ends up getting, you know, killed or hurt on set and uh, with, you know, like a prop gun where, you know, it, it, I mean, dealing with like blanks. I mean, you have a blank in the gun. It doesn't mean that it's harmless. It just means that, you know, you, you still be careful with it. I mean, a gun's a gun. And, and what I always find interesting is that when people want to just refer to it as a prop gun, it's not. It's a gun. Okay. It's being used as a prop. Now, Maybe it's just me, but when you say prop gun, my mind is, you know, a fake gun or air sh- uh, air rifle or, or something that, that's not an actual, you know, you know, a uh, gun that, that, that shoots. I mean, the question I have, especially nowadays, are, are, are two. One, and the most importantly, is... Why there was? Why was there even any ammunition around? I mean, the, I mean, when when you're shooting a film, I've been on films, uh, and and I've dealt with guns. Usually, in my experience, I mean, admittedly, uh, it's it's in uh, independent films that we always have fake guns. We never have a real gun on set, and. And the thing is, even if we did have a, a, a real gun and set, there are protocols that you go through. Yeah, we've had, before your time, we've had real guns on set, but we've never had, the, whenever that was done, the only, it was only myself man, manning the camera. The DP wouldn't even be there. It would be the gentleman shooting the camera. I mean, shooting the, uh, the gun. You know what I mean? Yeah, but I mean, the question I have for you right. was: Did it have live ammunition in it? It did, because okay. we were trying to capture a realistic shot. Now, this was a this was a, a a scene where you know we built a fake head. It was an effect shot mainly. I and even if it wasn't, I wouldn't bring. I wouldn't have cast around with real rounds. That's a little too crazy. I still don't know why. Like there's so many. It's Hollywood. You can you have prop guns that that are made for that. I don't know why you would have a real gun on set. Yeah. Um. But yeah, when we did it, it was kind of it was just an effect shot, and we built a, a head with some shoulders, and you know I wanted to get the closest thing to reality is possible. So we built this thing, brought it out into the range. Um, we, we set it up, you know, there was nobody around. It was just me and him, not even other shooters. And, you know, we built it up. We set the camera up. We kind of zoomed in a little bit. Cause we weren't getting close. Of course, uh, when we when it was ready to go, I went behind him. He, he took position, did his thing. We rec- it was recorded. You know what I mean? put the gun down, you know, that's just kind of, that's one of those rules. When I hear something like that, it's re- you're really being incompetent because it's like, just like I said, we're making a 50 cent movie at that time. And we did not lose any, um, any fucking, you know, thought on the fact that of course this is super dangerous. Like nobody should be around. You know what I mean? I don't know if it's the, the cushionness of the Hollywood deal that kind of 
led for that issue, you know, um, it could, well, you know, yeah. but I mean, we do kind of know, you know, there was somebody, somebody did kind of get, get put in the hot seat, if you will, uh, the armorer, which is, I don't recall her name at the top and uh, off the top of my head, um, but she, she came from a famous family, if I remember correctly, and her father did it, and uh, she's been quoted as saying uh, in an interview, I think a month or so prior, saying that she didn't feel comfortable, like she doesn't really know what she's doing. Which hearing that quote, you know, I'm sure it was said in a comedic way, but I don't know. It's very, I don't know. She didn't really know what she was doing. I, I don't understand why real guns are on set. You know what I mean? Now they're talking about trying to ban, you know, guns and films, like not, not so much in film, having them in films as much, you know what I mean? And like on set, they should be prop guns on set. There should be, there's yeah. no re- reason for there to be real prop, real guns on uh I, I mean, I mean, the thing that, that gets me is that, I mean, you've heard both man and me talk about, you know, how we're always more of a fan of, you know, the practical effects. Yeah. Now, honestly, as, as special effects goes, as far as I'm concerned, one of the best use and probably the, the best use for special effects is for, you know, gunshots. Okay. Yeah. I mean, nowadays you can just have that little, you know, um, thing, uh, put in a little bit of a muzzle flare, put in a little bit of, you know, blood splatter, okay? And just for a second, it gets across what what you're trying to do, and, you know, mainly it's safe. Plus, also, the fact is, if this woman, you know, I when, when you have... When you have jobs like that, you have to have the right people in there, and you have to especially have people who are competent in that position. If if she was green and all that, then she should have been there with like a mentor or someone to actually be there and walk her through and make sure that she knew what she was doing. Yeah. Um, another thing that upsets me is... Every time I turn around, everyone is like talking about this this film as an independent film. Right. It's not $10 million ten million dollar independent film. I, I, I don't care who, who you are. You got Alec Baldwin in your movie, it is not an independent film. Well he is okay. a produ- he is a producer. Uh I will give you know, that is a good tie to it, but that's also why he's gonna get bobbed out on this. Yeah. Yeah, see, here's the thing. The a lot of uh, one of the things that I found interesting was um, people were like, you know, oh yeah, going after Alec Baldwin for this, and then of course you have people defending Baldwin. Says, he's just an actor on this, you know. He, I mean, he's just following what they said, and it's not his fault. Well, here's the thing. The que- uh, one of the questions I have is, okay, he uh, Matt said that he's a producer on it. But is he a real producer or is he an a- actor producer? Okay. And what I mean by that is there are a lot of times where someone's doing a film and they want a big name actor in it and they can't give him exactly the amount of money that he wants. They're like, hey, 
Alec, how about this? We'll make you a producer on this. So we give you this amount. That's not quite the amount that you usually get. But if this is successful and all this, you get the money on the back end. Yeah. And there's a lot of actors that do it, which, you know, is, is totally cool. But unfortunately, that does put them in that liability aspect because you're still on the film as a producer, whether you are actually doing a producer role or whether you're just doing that so you can get a little more money on the back end, which is all cool. But that, I mean, if that's true, that's going to put Alec Baldwin even in more hot water. And if he was an actual producer, like, you know, he's doing not just the acting role, but actually the producing role as well, then it is a, a partially his fault, not just because he shot, but being a producer, one of your jobs, well, I mean, is is always double-checking. I mean, if you're on set as a producer, okay, you got to always be on top of what everyone's doing. I mean, that's part of a producer's job. I think I, he was a little more into it than just, you know, the back-end stuff. I, I, I heard – I read an article – and I, I don't remember the, the place who did it, so I can't speculate how credible they were. But I, I did read an article saying that he she she was almost handpicked by him, um, which could be troublesome because, okay. you know, sometimes stuff like that, it could be because of special relationships that may be romantic. Maybe they, they partake in, you know, the same upper, uh, you know, things that keep him peppy. Or, or, or maybe uh, her, her daddy was, you know, Alec Baldwin's limo driver. I her mean, dad, you know, they, her dad worked on a lot of the old Alec Baldwin movies, perhaps. You know, it's a yeah. weird deal because Baldwin's one of those guys which, just because of his, like, his whole persona in film is he's this dude that's, like, kind of a, a, got that bad vibe about him. Like, he just has this, like, real difficult, you know, he's known to be difficult and stuff. So it's all in, like... Yeah. And, he, you know, he had a video pop up somewhere uh, of him and his girlfriend on the side of the road getting interviewed for it, which was didn't do him no favors either. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I mean. He's a old... backdraft, if you will. <laughs> but but here, here's another thing. Okay. Yeah. This also another thing I, I want I, I want to put out there is that, Okay. First of all, if if Alec Baldwin handpicked her, okay, and he is more of a producer in it, then yes, a good chunk of that blame lands at his feet, okay. Yeah. And uh, and and the thing is, I'm sure that th- uh, that th- I don't think that this had any ulterior, uh, like any hidden motive or conspiracy where. Oh yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't think anybody's looking at it like. Yeah. Imagine that plot twist. You find well, out there's I, like actual like something behind it. It's it's purely I think an accident, you know what I mean? Yeah. I and mean as, but yeah, I mean but like I said that if if Alec Baldwin is actually a a legit producer on this. Yeah. And, and all that, then unfortunately it he can't stand behind and saying I was just an actor. They gave me a gun. They told me a to fire. I did not know it was loaded. I was listening to everyone else. 
and then it happened. Unfortunately, that excuse he can't use. Right. Okay? Secondly, as an actor myself, I've been on sets where I've been given a gun. Now, I have, you know, I, I mean, I haven't done anything bigger than the twenty-two. I mean, I've shot at, at a, a, a rifle range. I mean, I was in scouts. I shot there. Always in controlled uh, situations. And yeah. when I'm on set and I'm given a gun, I mean, most of the time I'm given a replica. Something that looks like that is completely, that it can't even shoot even if I wanted to. Yeah. Okay. But on the very rare occasions where I've been given a real gun, I always have the person giving it to me check it, open up, show me there's no live ammunition in it. And I also, you know, do uh, have them do a uh, dry fire at the ground, okay, to, again, show that there's nothing that we miss and that there's not going to be any issue. Yeah. And also, even when I'm shooting, I always... You know, I don't aim at, at people. I mean, I always aim off. So if there's some, somehow we miss something, that won't hit anybody. Because, I mean, I know I could not live with myself if something like that happened. Yeah, it's hard. I can, only, I can only imagine how Alec Baldwin feels in this situation, too. But, like I said, unfortunately... For those who are saying, well, he's just an actor and, you know, you can't put any blame on him. If he's a true producer on the film, the blame does fall on him. Yeah. A lot of it. And you can't, and, and, and the thing is that, especially, especially if, if, I mean, if, if you say is true is that he handpicked this inexperienced woman, whether, you know, her father was, the best armor he'd ever worked with his entire life. That's her father. Okay, and this is the thing that always bugs me is when. Okay, unfortunate I it's unfortunate that like a a kid that that kind of got the silver spoon, kind of got the the business handed to them, is gonna fucking have so, that somebody died over it, and that. Uh, it's really going to hurt the business as a business. Things are going to get safer, which is good, but the protocol to getting safer is going to be damaging for a lot of, uh, even yeah. us, even on our level, we're going to feel that. And I'm not trying to say that that's anything compared to a life loss. Cause it's not, I'm just saying that it's very unfortunate that a privileged film brat fucked it up for a lot of people. Yeah. But, and, and the thing is that, you know, also part of the blame has to also land at the the feet of her father. If I mean, the thing is that I understand that you have children, you're in a position, and you want to you know help them succeed and move them along, and maybe even want them to carry on the family business. But most importantly, if you especially have a job like that where it is important and people could get hurt or even killed by not being proficient in your job you do not bring in someone who does not know what she's doing i'm not gonna i'm not gonna talk shit about the father because being an old-time gun wrangler the dude's probably like a cowboy or something like that i don't want him to shoot my eye out like (laughs) quick in the dead style blow a hole through my chest gene hackman style 
Uh, well, I, I, yeah, I mean, I mean, but but I mean, but this whole thing of you know, you know, kind of these self-appointed people who you know think that hey, you know, because I've been successful in this, I'm going to push my kid who obviously does. I mean, there was a story that supposedly on a set of a Nick Cage movie that yeah. she shot shot uh, like he shot or she shot the gun and it like. You know, he he yelled at her because you know he felt like his eardrums were like uh, blown out. Like the bees. It, I mean, that it's... happened before before the film that yeah. that we're talking about. I mean, just with that within itself should have proven that this was going to lead to an even worse situation later on. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um... You know, it's a weird deal. It reminded me of the Sarah Jones incident of a couple of years back with the Allman Brothers movie when they, she got hit by the train when they were shooting the biopic on, uh, yeah. based on Greg Allman's book or whatever it was. Yeah. And, uh, that was horrific too. Um, I remember following that a little bit into the, into the, you know, the trial of it. And I remember the description of like what happened to her is truly, uh, Truly horrifying. We have we have a guest with us on the Boombastic cast today real quick. We're going to jump in. We're doing a little quick bonus episode of the cast talking about this. Because it's such a weird element to it, we thought we'd bring in a gentleman from a weird element type show. Uh, Brother Jonathan over here from the Behold the Pill podcast show. Sean, you out there, buddy? You hear me in the wind? Yeah, I'm finally here. Hey, guys. How you doing? What's going doing? on? This is a small appearance. We got to we charge. He charges by the minute, so we can't afford him for too long, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, um, he he does uh, Alec Baldwin rates. That's true. Alec Baldwin is in our area. He's in Vermont right now. That's where that interview was that he did recently, where he's like, "It's fun." He he's he's like his girlfriend's off to the side. I watched it, and she like answers a question, and he's like, "Shut the fuck up! Shut up! Don't talk! This is my interview." He is um, so sick and tired of the memes out there, and it's great, dude. I've seen, uh, I've seen a lot of memes floating around that made me. It's a, it's a tr- the whole thing's super tragic, um, but like you know, like we always say, you know, the best way to kind of deal with tragedy in a way is like comedy because like it's horrible, but you just gotta kind of take it in, pay your respects, and like tomorrow's another day type deal, and get through it. And I think comedy is kind of a part of doing that. <clears throat> and, uh, but I've seen some devastating, those fucking memes that, you know, it's weird. Me and Alex are more in the business. Sean used to be big into the business uh, back in the day. He made a bunch of money and then got out. And he was smart. That's, <laughs> yeah, that's how it's done. I, what did I do? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but well, we uh, can't talk about that in, in, in public company, though. It's a weird. It's a weird vibe because we we like me and Alex were talking. It's like we uh, the sets that we've been on. It's like it's never in, in, in the small amounts of time that like real guns were around. It was all kept super like professional. No one was around. The people handling the guns were professional people that have owned guns for forever. Um, and just safe and just when you hear stuff like this, it's really you know it sounds. It sounds, it gives you that vibe like it was, 
And like Alex says, they call it like a, a low budget indie film, but it's low budget Hollywood where it's only like ten, fifteen million dollars. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, like I said, I'm sorry, but if you got Alec Baldwin in your movie, especially as a producer, don't don't call it a low budget. Well, and, and, and 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 no matter how big the budget is, it's no excuse for lack in safety. Well, that back end that you were talking about yourself beforehand is like that. That would have been the money. Like, if they were giving him executive producer credit because they couldn't afford to pay him, then it wasn't exactly. You can't exactly say, "Hey, if you could afford Alec Baldwin," you know what I mean? Because maybe yeah, they could have. Um, that's the how they got him. That they, they had had to be at a certain level for even Alec Baldwin to believe that there would be a back end. I won't check into the budget because I don't want to waste my energy to find out it's not 15, it's 30 million low budget Hollywood film. And, uh, you know, that might be, I might put a damper on the evening or something even more, but it's, it's, it's crazy. We're, we're, we're kind of briefly, I want to get into the deals about how this is going to trickle down and a life lost is a horrible thing. But I think that, you know, film in general is taking a weird with COVID, you know what I mean? All the stipulations with that and such, and getting back on track and safe sets, which we should have, you know what I mean? And all that good stuff, you know, and then stuff like this, where this is going to make it uh, pretty soon. They'll be like, you got to, you, there's a gun in your movie and be like, yeah, they'll be like, well, did you pay to get, to be able to put that and be like, no, well, it was ours. No, no, that's not cool. You know what I mean? Yeah. Be like, no, because of that, like, nah, that's not good. That ain't going to work. You know what I mean? And it's going to be, well, what are you going to do? Well, well you got to go pay this person $500 to fucking stand in the corner that day and then, like, flirt with all the actresses and, you know, hand you a gun with real bullets in it. And then you happen to five figure it out before you should blow someone's head off. You know what I mean? <laughs> Actually, uh, I think I know a few of those people. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, you should... Yeah, but I was gonna say you two definitely both have a different perspective on this than me because uh, I'm, you know, I'm looking at it as an act. I shot somebody. You, you guys are more in the industry, you know. And this is perfect example of just because you're paying somebody doesn't mean you're getting a better product. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like we were talking before, like when we when I when we had no money and we're paying, no, and the person that showed up was a complete professional. It's kind of like he knew because he knew like. If something went down, like, he, he was done. He was going to jail. His house was gone. You know, so, like, I think if they're all, we're all, everybody's aware. Maybe people just weren't fully aware. Maybe it was too much of a party atmosphere on that set. I don't, you know what I mean? Mm. It, there's a lot of elements that really can go into it. It could be too much of a party. It could be so strict that everybody's on edge and they're worried about other things that little things like that get overlooked. I mean, you'd really have to kind of be on set to kind of understand the vibe of it and like what was what exactly was he doing was he was he like this is how i'm going to shoot the gun in this yeah scene? And they were watching yeah. him and he did it or was he like hey guys and they turned and he was like bang bang thinking he was gonna it was gonna be funny a funny joke that they well, were gonna i mean laugh about I mean, years later you know what i mean i mean here's the thing that i i mean i read a little bit more that actually someone um i think it's the customer on the uh, the set actually put out a thing because people were trying to push like, oh yeah, people were kind of like uh, trying to uh, force like better pay, better safety uh, situation and all that. And the costumer actually said that's bullshit. That everything on set, it wasn't 
See, so it wasn't like a, you know, everyone was on edge. Everyone was, he says, those who were talking about walking out were just, you know, whining about trying to get, you know, like a better hotel room or something like that. And that, and and, that costumer's name was Stephanie Baldwin. <laughs> That's another but, thing but, to bring up, too, though. Yeah, the, the walkouts is a big deal, too. We didn't even touch on that. Yeah, but the thing is, what she's saying is that all of that kind of stuff was, it wasn't like they were doing long hours. They were actually doing kind of uh, like uh, 12-hour shifts, which actually for a lot of films is actually quite short compared to a lot of other films. And and the impression that I got from from what I read there and from other things I've heard is that I mean, the set itself, it, I mean, they want you to believe that everyone was like being pushed to the limit and that, and, and that's why mistakes happen. But the feeling I got was just that they were too lax on set. That's the impression I got, that they were just too lax on set. They were like, okay, we're making a movie. And, and because of uh, the lax feeling, they made an extremely terrible mistake. Yeah. That's the feeling I got. Now, like I said, I wasn't on set. I can't back up what this different you weren't stuff there? I'm reading. No, I wasn't. That's the movie. There. I, I could see you in the, in the in the cowboy, long cowboy trench coat in that movie. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, after this uh, airs, I'm sure that uh, I'll never get a chance to work with Alec Baldwin, which maybe would there'll be, be shame, but... Yeah. Maybe they'll be trying to replace Alec Baldwin. They'll give you the role. That'd be yeah. a big role for you to take. I don't think this movie will ever see the light of day. I think yeah. it'll be. This is a wrap for this movie. Yeah, I mean, unless you know, I mean, I don't know how far in the movie they they've gone. I mean, I mean, if they've only gone like you know part of the way through, then yeah. I mean, if they're almost done, you'll you'll see this like on YouTube, like you know. Uh, 10 years from now or something like that. Now, now that Allman Brothers movie, I want to say a handful of people actually went to prison. Shawnee, you think that at Baldwin ain't going to, I don't think he'll see any repercussions <laughs> over being the dude shooting because it's an accident, but because like what Hawk's saying with him being kind of tied into the business as an executive producer, what do you think he's looking at with, you think they're going to try and make an example of him for, I mean, you know, at a time where Hollywood keeps doing big fuck ups like this, and they're they're really stamping down on him and going, "Yo, well, you you we, you got to be the example." I wonder if they'll you think they'll put him? You think they'll put him away? I don't think they're going to do it to him. No, <clears throat> not him. He's been around too much. Yeah, Is, isn't he part of like the Film Actors Guild and all that shit? Oh yeah, yeah, he's a big yeah. Part. He's nah, he's got a lot of people behind him. Like, but. You'll never know what the circumstances were on there if it actually happened during a scene, right? Yeah. Or did did they say when it happened? Uh, they said that uh, he was rehearsing, like you know, before they actually did the scene. There was a mm-hmm. rehearsal. That that's what I heard. For all you know, he could have just been like, "I'm Alec Baldwin. Watch this!" Ba bang! It fucking blasted the lady, and like, yeah. watch, I'll get away with it. That's it's all what you're gonna hear from now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, yeah. That might be. I don't think it was that extreme, but you never know. No, but you, yeah, I'm, I'm just. I know what you mean, though. Yeah, yeah. He, he just fucking put a fucking fat mustache on and was like, "Hey, you fucking toast." Boom, done. I mean, it's I like your mustache. Fun. That's the only reason I said that. And then it spun around from the impact. The, uh, the it's really it's possible that it was a straight up 
like him joking around being ridiculous. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like not thinking and just being like, it's a, it's, it's blank. I'm, I can aim it right at him. Mm-hmm. Pull the trigger. It's gonna, they're gonna, they're gonna get scared and they're gonna go, oh, they'll be telling their grandkids one day. Alec Baldwin shot me. I was on this movie set with that, you know, that time I did that movie that like Baldwin, me, me and the cinematographer were putting this shot together. And I remember I heard him go, Hey, you feel lucky punk. And I turned around and it was Alec Baldwin pointing a gun at us and he pulled the trigger. And little did he know that it was the, 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 there was a real bullet in there, you know, Yeah, it could have been something like that. It's innocent, like innocent, as, yeah. as innocent as that, you know I mean? It's like very dangerous. And again, I don't think he meant to kill it, but, uh, that's, yeah, it's very, that's a dis- well then that's a whole nother, nother that's like complete disrespect for a firearm then yeah. i think that's what it is and i think that i think the girl there who came who was kind of you know baldwin's family's royalty in the film business and she kind of came from it too so i think that played a big part in her hire um but yeah she admitted to not really knowing what she was doing my guess was you know she probably left the there was a cart of guns out there that she left the scene. Maybe she went to go, you know, we smoke a little weed or something like that. Maybe Aaron Baldwin was smoking weed. That's why she's on the movie. Who knows? And uh, maybe she dipped off for a little bit. She left the card out there. While she was gone, they were going through the, sh- the framing. They were like, all right, you stand here. He was like, well, let me get in character, pick the gun out of the tray. Because, they're, they're, you know, usually there's a lot of guns on a tray, like if it's on, a, you know. And, uh, mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. But no. uh, they just like got a cot of guns they wheel around. Sometimes, yeah, like a little like uh, like they keep it together because if like if they're doing a western and there and there's one is if she's the armorer, she's handling a lot of guns for a lot of people, so she probably got a decent amount on her at once to kind of. It's not her. like it's not like they wouldn't keep them in like a locked cart at all. I feel like they should well, be locked. They should. Up. Well, I think that's I mean, part of the problem. I, I think they I'm, should. I'm, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, like that. It being on the cart, I'm not saying is what it should be or the, the right yeah. thing to do. I think that she was missing. He grabbed the gun, fucking around, and mm. was well, like, and then in the shot, I go like this, bang, and like pulled the trigger, and I think something like that's what happened. Well, I mean, the, the way, thing is. The way he acts, I'll add this, the way he acts in interviews where he has that Alec Baldwin kind of dickiness to him, I think if he knew that there was any way that he could have been blamed for shooting for the actual, you know what I mean, like, for yeah. that, like the actual straight-up murder of it. And I don't, with Sean, I think, I think I'm with Sean where other people, uh, like that girl, that girl, I, it's weird because it's like how much – then you're going like what's going on trial like reputation or something like what like why it's mm. like because she somebody lied and said she could do the job like you get a three you're gonna give her murder for that it's weird like it's it's very it's a very weird situation because it's like yeah you're responsible they'll give her what manslaughter or something like yeah. that like they're yeah. responsible you're responsible she's like she realistically is re- responsible for it the people who hired her would be and you know the person pulling the trigger which would be baldwin he hired her i believe as part of the unit but like as the person pulling the trigger i don't think he'd be at fault just like in the Mm -hmm. crow situation that dude wasn't really at fault either unless they were in on it yeah but i I mean i mean the thing is that uh first of all i mean technically i mean from what i read that 
Uh, it wasn't on the uh, on the thing. The uh, assistant director actually handed it to Baldwin. No, he's but finished. He didn't we'll check put, him, it. put him in the orange outfit right now. He's he ate the first AD. He the first AD went down on the Almond Brothers film as well. So yeah, he's first AD is taking this one. <laughs> yeah, I mean the thing is, unfortunately, the way everything is set up, that anyone who's not connected that they can tie to it probably are going to be the ones that uh, get the hostage treatment. And Alec Baldwin and this young armor uh, woman probably are going to walk away with maybe a slap on the wrist. I think that she, like her career, her career is probably over. Like she's probably even no matter how many people like her in the business. I think if it depends how much they she can got somebody, name. yeah, she got somebody killed. It depends how much they can keep her name out of the media. If they can keep her name out of the media enough for the public, not. Like, I think business is business, and I think that it runs, you know, old blood runs deep enough in Hollywood for them to turn a blind eye, even to something like this, and call the whole thing an accident. But, like, it depends how much they're going to push it with the whole, like, if, if she becomes the face of this, and the face of the movement of clean, clean, cleaning up, you know, the gun control situation on sets, then I, it'll be a, a, probably a, a problem for her, but uh, I don't know. You never know. Well, I mean, I mean, I don't remember a name off the top of my head, but they have put her picture out there, and she has been, you know, um, you know, kind of front and center. And of course, things have come out about her not really being as uh, professional or as as good at her job that she should be. I'm. You're just saying that because she has like colored hair. You know, like a color hair, color. You're, 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 you're those what are you talking are, about? I love women with colored hair. You're the, you would have that no long hair. In my what do you mean colored side. hair? I, I did. She had green hair in a picture I seen of her. Yeah. Well, um, I prefer blue, but that's me. I, I like blue hair. Hannah, you know, pixie, pixie. Hannah Guitrez Reed is her name. We, 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 we can't protect. We told everybody else's name. We got to drop her name. Um, yeah, it's interesting. It's funny, there's promotional pictures of her up, and she's got, like, a gun, like, almost under her chin for, like, a promotional picture. That's always yeah. good. Well, well, I mean, I mean, the thing is, it's, it's, I mean, like I said, it's obvious that there were a lot of dumb mistakes that had happened on there that should not have happened. I mean, like it. I mean, both Matt and I can say we've been on Fifty Cent films that have stricter safety gu- guidelines than this shoot. I mean, <laughs> I th- that's the thing that blows my mind. Well, with that, you know, I guess what can you say? What can you say? What more can be said about something like this? It's a crazy thing. You know, so uh, we'll, we'll pay our respects. Rest in peace, Helnia Hutchins. Yeah. All right. And uh, it'll be interesting to see where this goes. You know what I mean? I'm very curious to see where how it unfolds. Yeah, that that first AD, I got a bad vibe for that first AD. He better run and hide, man. I think he's going to be the person going taking the big hit on this. Yeah, unfortunately, they'll probably uh, put all of the blame on him and... 
His uncle better be Stanley Kubrick if he wants to get out of this one, though. <laughs> yeah. You know? Well, Sean, thank you very much for joining our episode of uh, the Boombastic Cast this evening. What the hell am I doing here? You're doing pretty good. <laughs> You're doing pretty That's good. Okay. You want to say? Yeah, hey, guys, go check out the Hold the Pale podcast over at the uh, website there with the thing. That sounds good. That <laughs> you sounds like that? Good. That's my new thing. I'm in promotion. Fuck, I'm hopping off right now just to go listen to Behold the Pale podcast. Wherever anybody can listen to podcasts, you like hearing about conspiracy stuff, truth or stuff, some true crime type stuff, all that is there. Great show. I like you guys do a lot of good stuff over there. I try to listen to every episode when it comes out. You know what I mean? True fact, I have not listened to one yet. Well, (laughs) I hate the way that, no, I, I do. I hate the way that I sound. <clears throat> That's a very common thing I hear. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, everybody, go listen to that and go listen to us, and we'll catch you all on the next episode of the Boombastic Cast. No? I think you're not to take my sound effects. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>